Hey, it's Liz Kelly. Here's what's going on in the Ringer universe for the rest of the week. Kevin Clark's writing about how the Eagles took over the NFL. That'll be up on the site on Thursday. We've got a new Chicago edition of Danny Chow's Food Diary, Chowdown, also out on Thursday. And you can watch our live NFL wins pool from Tuesday with Bill, Sean, Mal, and a ton of other Ringer staffers up on Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube. And don't forget about our newest Ringer football podcast, Dual Threat with Ryan Russillo. That drops on Tuesday nights wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. Lauren Zima's here. We're going to talk so much paradise. But first, The Ringer's greatest podcaster, David Shoemaker from The Masked Man Show, is on the line. Hi, Shoemaker. How are you doing, Juliet? I'm great because I'm excited about Colton as The Bachelor. But I'm in a very, oh I'm in a very small minority. <laughs> you are on Colton. You're the only one on Colton Island I'm right on now, Colton Island. I'm buying up all the real estate. I love real estate, so I'm excited about it. And I think he's going to be good. And, uh, you know, the reaction in our Slack room, our Slack channel, the, the Bachelor in Ringer Slack, was everyone was so angry. And I started trying to defend it. And then you, noted wrestling expert, popped in and had... <laughs> you literally joined the channel to, like, drop some knowledge. And you shared, like, this this whole wrestling theory that applies. So can you explain, from a wrestling standpoint, why Colton is a bad bachelor? This is First of all, let me give you a little bit of background to me joining the channel. My fiancé and I have been watching The Bachelor, I mean, for the past couple of years... Not always Bachelor in Paradise, but we're all in on this season. And we missed Monday's show because it was a holiday. And when I woke up, I saw the news that that you know we had a Bachelor selected. It was going to be <laughs> Colton, and and my fiance was still asleep. And so when I was leaving, I, I woke her up, and I was just like, "Before you get up, I just have to say, don't look at your phone if you don't want to be surprised. If you don't want to like get some bad news before you see the episode of the show." And she already <laughs> knew. She was like, "Watch." She she checked out Reality Steve. But this was like a real moment in our relationship because we were both very disappointed by this news because <laughs> um, we because we're not going to have because we felt like we weren't going to have the bachelor. Now, we might we might have it, but this is where the wrestling stuff comes into play. I, I dropped into the channel to say I'm, I'm out on Colton and this is why in the pro wrestling world. There are pro there's use a, loosely. Yes. Carry on. In the pro wrestling world, there's a there's a there's a thing called heat. H-E-A-T heat. So. You know, uh, there's a lot of words for like the reactions that you get. A good reaction from the crowd is called a pop. A general bad reaction in a is called heat, and, and and heat's not a bad thing. Like Rowdy Roddy Piper back in the day got heat from the crowd, and you hated him so much that you wanted to show up and watch him get his butt beat. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. it, all, all the great villains get heat, and it's not, and it's and it's what you're trying to get. It's a good thing, but there's right, a like, separate want to bring the heat. Yes, exactly. Um, there's, frankly, a, a huge percentage of bachelors and just bachelorette contestants over time that that have a good sort of heat. You know, I mean, like like Jordan this season has like he he came in with all this heat, but it was just yeah. like I w- I want to see what this crazy with the, with this like super irritating dude is going to get himself into. Right. And a lot of the bachelors recently that we named. I mean, these, like when I when I asked the office, I was like, "What's the best example of a bachelor?" that you watch because you hate him. And and in the small New York office, like six six out of the past seven bachelors were named. Like like everybody hates so many of these bachelors. <laughs> that is true. Like the bachelor is usually hated. You're also in a position where like you are breaking hearts. You're being mean. You're like sending people home. So like, of course you're going to be hated. Right. So in pro wrestling, there's a subsection though of heat called 
Go Away Heat. It's known more familiarly uh, as X-Pac Heat after a wrestler <laughs> named X-Pac who everybody just really didn't care at all about and they wanted him to go away. Um, and that's what I feel like Colton has. And the other the other term for it, I guess I should say, that makes the most that's the most pertinent here is it's called change the channel heat because it's oh. not a bad guy that you want to see get beat up. It's not a bad guy that you want to see what devious thing he's going to do next. It's a bad guy who you hate to the point of just sort of despondence, and you're like, I want to see what's on NBC right now because I really don't <laughs> care what this guy does. I'd rather watch the horrible news than Colton, is what you're saying. Exactly. I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather turn on CNN and face reality than deal <laughs> with Colton Underwood. Now, Colton could come a long way. I don't know, but like, uh, and I and I I I know that that you're defending him. I kind of agree with your take that he's the you know maybe the best option that they have because yeah. the. The reserves are a little bit depleted right now, but man, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Like, the the thing about Colton is he's obviously emotionally ill-equipped to be on reality TV. Like, <laughs> to say the least, yes. <laughs> like, he doesn't, have, he doesn't have the tools. He's two years away from being two years away. And <laughs> I, but I think that will make good television. That's really yeah. cynical. But I, I, like, I don't know who would have been better, um, like Jason is really polished but boring. Blake has way too much like real life problems that reality TV should not attempt to grapple with unless it's like an actual documentary. And I and so I don't know where that leaves us. Like, do you want Jordan? Like, I can't stand Jordan. I mean, I suggested to my fiance that they should just get Jordan and David as like dueling bachelors. Ooh, I do like that. But she was like, that breaks the whole premise of the show. Like, you have to have, this is again, sort of in the wrestling terms, this is the kayfabe of the show, that they're actually there looking for love, you know? And it, and yeah. to make it like a crass competition sort of throws it out the window. I mean, there's a lot of funny things you could do. I mean, I think it would be funny. I mean, there, there's some people that look the part, right? Like, Joe is like, uh, grocery store Joe is like <laughs> 75% a bachelor, but he just can't carry a show. No, I mean, there's exactly. just no way. That's a crucial part of it. Like you have to yeah. be able to carry it. And and I think that one thing about Colton is even though he cried a lot and he seems kind of emotionally immature, he carried the season of paradise for a few weeks. Like the se- and, and even when he wasn't on, they built like a narrative around like anticipating his arrival. Oh, sure. And so to me that like bodes well for the bachelor. And and I don't know. I I can't think of anyone else like from the recent seasons Except for like maybe Peter. Did did you watch Rachel Lindsay's season of The Bachelorette? Like, how much of the show yeah. have you actually watched? Oh, so you're like really yeah. Well, in. I, I, I was all in on Rachel. Yeah. Nice shoemaker. How did I not know that? Well, you know, I was always I'm always a couple I'm always like a week behind. Not I maybe see. maybe not maybe not like a full two weeks, but enough behind that like I can barely keep up with your podcast. You know, because I don't <laughs> want to spoil anything. I'm invested, but not invested enough to always watch on the night of. <laughs> you're only lightly invested. I'm, I'm semi-invested. I got a lot of stuff. I got a lot of long TV shows to watch. By the way, I was prepping today to come on this podcast and to do a wrestling podcast and realize that I had about 14 hours of television to watch. There is, I, this is, Bachelor in Paradise is like, huge is like a- Huge commitment. I was like that last night. I was catching up and I was like, I have five hours of The Bachelor to get through and it's already 9 p.m. It was like, it's a lot. Yeah, it's like one of the, it's like a volume podcast or like Kevin Smith or something where so, where you're like this is, I'm okay if like with Kevin Smith on like a long train trip, but otherwise I just don't have time to keep up with him. Um, from your vantage, your wrestling vantage point, like who would who would be the best crossover? Like who who could you most see going from the Bachelor to the WWE? Oh, that's really good. I mean, I think I think you know Colton. Colton looks like, you know, kind of looks the part. He would have been really great in, like, the 80s is like, the kind of golden boy. Sure. Uh, but I think you run into the same problems and that that he's going to face on the show, that he's just a little bit 
uh, you know, uh, he, he doesn't have the, the third dimension or maybe even the second dimension to really make it work. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of, I mean, Kenny is obviously a wrestler. And I oh, and, right. and, and he's a, a pretty good wrestler. I mean, he's he's very, very talented. I've watched him live and he's, he's, he's a whole lot of fun. Is there like an awareness in the wrestling world of Kenny being in Bachelor Nation? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, he's he he wrestles for Ring of Honor, you know, which is a you know kind of it's not WWE, but it's it's pretty well known, and he's he's definitely played off some of that. I mean, he's he's gotten some attention for it, um, but he but you know he he was in he tried out for WWE. He's he's got a wide recognition in the in the wrestling fan base, but he's not like a he's not a major wrestler by right. any stretch. He's not like the Miz, another reality TV star. Oh no, not at all. Um I, I don't I honestly don't know who the best answer is. I think John Tech John John from uh, San Francisco would sure. be a great vi- like people would love to boo him. The Venmo founder. Or he's not he didn't he didn't found Chris, Venmo. Chris could be the the greatest, I mean one of the most hated villains of all time. I'm not quite sure if he has go away heat or not, but like just just, I mean, he is he he makes my skin crawl every moment that he's <laughs> on the screen. He's got a nickname already. I don't uh, think he has go away heat though, because at least in terms of the Bachelor, because he doesn't like project like rom- romance to me. Like, there's no level of believability with him. Oh no, I think that's one of the reasons why Colton has it is because like he he has been so emotional over Tia and Becca. And, like, everything with him has been, like, so teary and high octane in terms of, like, television emotion that he, like, he gets a big response. And that's—and I, I I guess, like, change the channel heat. Like, that's never a good thing. You want people to watch, obviously, if you're making television. But there is something about him where people want to talk about him and, like, are, like, invested in, is, the, is this guy for real? And I think that's compelling. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, one just side thing about Colton— Someone told me long ago when I was very young, and this is probably offensive, but like uh, <laughs> it's to gonna it. sound offensive. But like, you know, everybody want everybody, you know, find every man finds their woman or whatever, and then he's just like, she's so beautiful when she smiles. You want someone who's beautiful when she smiles, but the secret is that you want someone who's beautiful when she's crying, and not because you're gonna see her crying a lot, hopefully, but because, you know, a good smile is one thing. You want someone who's beautiful all the time, you know? This is a beautiful tale. I've never heard this before. Well, the, <laughs> but Colton is the mo- is is the most repulsive crier I've ever seen in my entire life, and he cries all the time. He's going to be crying like fifty percent of the season of The Bachelor. He's like, he starts blubbering, and his mouth goes sideways, and it's just and he like he gets that weird those like weird kind of like killer eyes. I mean, it's like it's it's going to be it's going to be a, a blubbery mess. I'm 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 really worried about it. He is a really bad crier. There's been a there's actually been a lot of ugly male crying this season of The Bachelor and and like just kind of like the last year and such. Be I, I one thing about Becca who is the Bachelorette is she is a she is a pretty crier in my opinion because based on her breakup with Ari, she really held it together. That's a really good point. I, on that note, I think Ben Higgins is also an ugly crier and <laughs> And he was a great bachelor, so maybe there's hope for Colton. <laughs> and he had the good kind of heat, too. Everybody, I mean, pe- people didn't love him. It's true. That's true. Uh, so will you watch Colton? I will tr- I will test the waters on Colton, but, I'm, but my, I'm, I'm afraid that my opinion of him is already so set. What does your fiancé say? Is she going to watch? Oh, she, she's, she's more anti than I am. I mean, she's really, I mean... I'm not going to put words in her mouth. I think that going back to like the the pretense of the show, we're in this looking for love, looking for marriage, <laughs> looking for lifelong stuff. There's a lot of concern in my house about the virginity part. Oh my uh, god! I, I think that's going to be that's going to be a real. I know that's going to be a storyline of the show, and they're going to make it work. But you know, to show up looking for the person you're going to be with for the rest of your life, that seems like sort sort of like a hurdle. 
<laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> Definitely a hurdle. And also when he was talking about it the other day, like there's, you know, I, I don't even remember when that was on the show, but he he was like. When he asked you Chris know, Harrison can, about going to the fantasy suite. Yeah, he was talking about you can be intimate in other ways and you can be experienced in other ways. Like, I don't need to hear that at all. Like, yeah. that's the grossest. That was like the grossest <laughs> monologue I've ever heard. And so like him just trying to talk around the virginity thing is even worse. So I, I, don't, I don't know how they deal with it. I that. am wondering. That's a, that's a great point. I don't know like how they discuss it like in practical terms and like how often it's discussed. I don't know. I've got questions. But again... It's a wrinkle that I'm. I guess I'm. I'm interested in, but I, I'm. I'm on an island. <laughs> I, I. I. I'm. I'm going to convince everyone and hope and hope it works out for the best. All right. I. I, I hope you're right. I'm going to try to convince everybody that Chris is the. It should be a future world champion. I just want him out there with just like, <laughs> like the goose is going to kick your ass tonight. No lie. No the, lie. And then like that's yeah. Everybody will go crazy. The goose is on the loose. Yeah. Uh, Shoemaker, thanks so much for bringing your expertise. Everyone, if you want to know more about wrestling, catch Shoemaker on The Masked Man Show, also on Wednesdays. Thanks again, David. Thanks for having me. This is fun. <laughs> and now, back for another visit to the Ringer Podcast Network, Lauren Zima from Entertainment Tonight. Hi, Lauren. Juliet, hi. Thank you for coming. I'm so overtired after the Bachelor announcement day that is always one of the longest days of my life, but I'm so happy to be here. Is it? What, what kind of prep work do you do beforehand? Do you get a, and do you get a heads up about who it's going to be? We do not get a heads up about who it's going to be. We certainly have suspicions and source reporting of our own. I think we, we knew it was probably going to be cold, uh-huh. so we had some articles prepped, some videos prepped, nice. ready to go, you know. Nice. But it's still just, then you've got to react to the reaction and see what everybody's saying and... Um, I got Sean Lowe on the phone oh, to talk you did. about that virgin bachelor life. Well, yeah. well, Sean wasn't actually a virgin, which is a, right. cr- a crucial difference. He was abstaining until marriage after having sex in his mid-20s. Yes. Yeah, so he, like, he—it's also really different for a man to be like, I'm a virgin again. Like, that's quite different, I just want to say. <laughs> but this is not the same thing. And Sean Lowe, I don't think we knew that much about him when he got the gig. What what I had forgotten was that it didn't really come out until after the entire season had filmed that he wasn't having sex. Like, it was sort of kept under wraps, and he reminded me of that. Not maybe kept under wraps on purpose, but it just wasn't super talked about. Colton's going into it with everyone knows he is a straight-up full-on virgin. and. Cool. Colton has so much baggage. Like, just so... <laughs> even coming out of paradise, he's got so much baggage. So, one thing that's come up a lot in the last six months in Bachelor Nation is length of relationship and impact of said relationship. Because there's a lot of, like, shifting going on. Becca was engaged, and then two months later, she became the Bachelorette. And then Ashley and Kevin were dating. Revelation on Paradise this week that she cheated on him, which I actually don't think was out there before. Oh, really? I feel like I... Knew that. I think it was like in the dark with the dark bachelor web, but it wasn't like part of the official Bachelor Nation narrative that Ashley cheated on Kevin with Jared. Well, I guess your definition of what cheating would be. I knew that they had had a kiss and that they had gone on a trip together. Yeah, the St. Lucia thing. Yeah. The famed St. Lucia. St. Lucia. Yeah. So, any- <laughs> so anyway, so she dated Kevin for two months and essentially two months, maybe like a little bit longer. I'll give it to call it three to be kind. And then she gets engaged. And now Colton like had like this dalliance with Tia and now he's the bachelor. And this there's a lot of things tied up into this that I want to talk about. What is just like length of time in Bachelor Nation? Watching Paradise this season, 
I have no idea how long they've been there for and how much time is left, like day to day, week to week. I think the producers instruct them to use like really broad, vague language about like, and this week, like everything's going great because I believe filming only lasts for three weeks. Filming lasts for about a month. A month. Okay. And what I also think is throwing us is that, you know, you wear a swimsuit over and over again. Yeah. So it's like, what day is this? Is she wearing the black swimsuit again? Yeah, you is tweeted Colton about in that, that gray hoodie again? Yeah, I can't tell. And I do think that a lot of footage from just a few days of Colton and Tia, or maybe even just one day, yeah. has been used repeatedly over and over. And it, it makes things confusing. And I think there's a lot of reasons why people are mad about Colton being The Bachelor. One of them is like, because how could you do that to Tia? But I, I think that's bullshit. Obviously, him, him and Tia, I think they wanted I think they wanted it to work out with each other, but like obviously just wasn't there. I did feel that the breakup was ill-explained and out of nowhere. That's how it felt to me. We had had so much footage of Colton and Tia, then like nothing, and then he was breaking up with her. And his reasoning I wasn't loving because he said, I can't give you what you deserve. That's what Eric said, too, when he left as Mm -hmm. well. Yeah, well, which, you know, I mean, I'm sure that that's a reason that is maybe suggested. But what that means is, well, Colton, you're about to be the bachelor. Right. You've got to give these women what they deserve. I wish he just said, look, we went on about two dates about six months ago. Since then, this is been blown up out of proportion. Here, we really gave it a shot, and we're not vibing. We don't have that much in common. That's right. cool. I get that. I think Tia was on the same page as him about, like, we're really going to try, and okay, it didn't work out. But I didn't want to hear him say that he didn't give her what she deserved. I, because he needs to be what we deserve to be the Bachelor. That's true. But, like, I don't know. That's just a line. That's just a breakup line. <laughs> you're, you're like, uh, I'm, I'm past I'm it. Like, what? I'm like, uh, who's, who's truly honest in a breakup? And, like, if you have, like, a past to be truly honest in a breakup, you probably, it's probably not that deep anyway. You know what I mean? Because, like, I don't know. There's just so much that goes into it. But I, I guess, that like, I was just like, fine, Colton, moving on. It was obviously never going to work out. They just are both so childish. That's my problem with Colton as the Bachelor. But... Everyone's really mad about about it. Not everyone, I guess, but like there's a, vo- a vocal group of people who are angry. Many of my colleagues are like, oh, fuck Colton. But why does The Bachelor have to be a good guy? Why does everyone want like a nice guy to be The Bachelor? I actually was talking to Sean Lowe about this very thing because that's what I said. Well, Sean, you know this world. Why do you think they pick Colton? Because a lot of people are comparing him to you. Mm-hmm. This virgin label, good-looking guy, former football player. And he said, I think the show does well when it's a nice guy. People mm. like a nice guy. And what he said was that when the love story gets really deep towards the end, uh-huh. that's where people really need the nice guy. I guess. Like, <laughs> I don't I don't buy that, though. Like, I think people got bored of Ben by the end. Mm. And, like, I, if he hadn't slept with Jojo it would have been but look no at the drama longevity at he's had in Bachelor Nation as the nice guy look at the longevity Sean Lowe's had they become the favorites forever that's that's a good point mm-hmm. but like I, I think the most fun seasons as a viewer is like when things go haywire or things go off the rails well I will also say this season okay last year it felt very everyone was so upset it wasn't Peter and right. everyone couldn't believe it was Ari, the who is Ari thing. But this season, it did not feel to me as though it was one guy versus another. I think Jason had some fans, Blake had some fans, Colton had some fans. So how much do you know about um, the selection process? Like how when did they decide on Colton? Because I've got some questions about that. I think Colton, I don't know for sure when Colton was a hundred percent decided on, but I will say I think it was in the past couple weeks that it yeah. was really, really finalized because it really does come down to all that. I remember when Luke Pell was supposed to be the bachelor, we interviewed him and he said that he was quite literally getting on the plane to go to GMA and they yeah. told him, Nope, it's not you. <laughs> yeah. I came together really quickly with Nick. Yeah. So past couple weeks really finalized. 
I think Blake was very much in the running for a while, but it really, from what I've heard, came down to Colton and Jason in the end. Well, Blake posted an Instagram yesterday that— An interesting Instagram, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, let's just read uh, his— Ooh, a reading, yes. Yeah, I mean, why not? <laughs> why, why not quote the man to make sure we're representing his views properly? And it was a very telling Instagram. It was a picture of him, Jason, and Colton um, tailgating— allegedly, and he he posted, I want to thank you all for the support over the last few months. It has been incredibly humbling, and it means the world. There really is nothing like Bachelor Nation. I wouldn't change the man I am if I was The Bachelor, and I wasn't going to change the man I am to become The Bachelor. I'm excited to close this chapter and see what the future holds. Huh. Yeah. Huh. So he wasn't going to change. So do you know that's in reference to? I don't. My guess is perhaps something about or around men tell all, but mm. this is a guess. I think at men tell all, Jason and Colton both really came to play. Yeah. They really had it together. They really put on a show. And I don't mean that in a way of critiquing them. I mean, this is a television show and it, they really came with their emotions and spoke the, well and the all The second that. hometowns ended, Jason, and or I guess after the final three, Jason has been campaigning so hard. <laughs> he wanted it so bad. Like I, um, I mentioned this before, but I was on, I, I just for like five minutes called into Ben and Ashley's podcast and Jason was also on and he was just talking like a politician. Like it was, it was kind of in Insane. I was just like, are you human anymore? Like, have you lost your bearings? And that's not appealing as a bachelor, like someone who wants it that bad. I mean, obviously they have to cooperate, but Jason was like full court press, like make make me the, the guy. I think he's really smart and he really understood the whole game of it all. He very quickly picked up on, maybe not even super consciously, but he just picked up on, oh, I do this and this does well and I speak like this and I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because he's a smart guy. And he even pulled out the tears at Men Tell All, which he didn't yeah. have when Becca broke up with him. He didn't cry, but he cried at Men Tell All. Colton came to Men Tell All and showed kind of this angrier, darker, edgier side of himself <laughs> and started some fights that he hadn't done before. So I think they both really came to play. And Juliet's sitting here. I can't remember a, a dang thing Blake said at Me neither. Men Tell All. I can't recall it. Well, uh-uh. is it because he wasn't there because he was in the final two? Um, oh, I mean at the finale. Sorry. Yeah. I'm comparing Blake to how Blake was at the finale and the live after the final rose. And at the, after the final rose, I did not think Blake no. came to play. No, he didn't. But that's why I never thought he should be the Bachelor in the first place. Like, he's not a gamer. He's also, like, not a good narrator. He's. So, I think he seems like an awesome guy that you'd be happy for your friend to date but he or for you to date. Um, Blake, sure. He— is so in his head. He's so neurotic. He's like more, he's just way more like cerebral and he's been through a lot. Like he's got a complex backstory. He, it's not just like about, you know, some of the more generic stories that The Bachelor often puts forward. Like what Blake has been through is really real. Like I actually like, I feel uncomfortable talking about Blake on this this podcast because I just feel like it's not the right forum to discuss all the shit he's been through. And like for that reason, I just don't think he would have been a good Bachelor. Like it's not a show that's well equipped to deal with like heavy issues issues as we've seen over the last couple of years. And so like why put someone who's clearly still coping with his, his parents' divorce and surviving a school shooting in this position? Like it's not a good idea. Right. Well, and the thing is this show is a show where you drink wine and you watch it with your friends and yeah, yeah you want those real emotional moments, but it's not a show that's ever forayed into really dark stuff or super political stuff. It it's, shouldn't. It's it's dangerous ground. Watch it, it yeah, it really shouldn't. I I think Colton, I am in no way attracted to Colton, like zero percent. I like if I saw him at a bar, I would probably laugh. I was like, "How is that a real human?" Like, yeah, he's objectively <laughs> handsome, but like, 
I just think that he will be a train wreck of a bachelor. I'm like, I'm looking forward to it. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? At the end of the day, it comes down to good TV. And if you really put Jason and Colton side by side. So Colton, former football player, good looking guy virgin. I know. <laughs> Clearly has some issues with his family. I think he hinted a couple times. He said things like, well, I played football for other people and my dad and I have a coach relationship. Yeah. So there's some darkness there to get into. And started his own charity, loves dogs. Picture that face on a billboard. Yeah. Jason. Smart guy. Nice yeah. guy. Good job. Solid guy. Funny guy. Yeah. But Jason is a little too normalized, I think. I completely agree. Jason, again, like, I bet he's, like, super bro-y, but I, which is fine. I love a good bro, like, as as my friends will attest. But he just seems like he would be boring. Like, I, I don't know. Like, he also would probably just, like, be into a lot of the girls and, like, keep it moving. I think he actually, in some ways, would be more, like, the most, like, Ben of any of the other Bachelors. But I don't know. Like, I'm just not that excited about that. Like, yes, Sean Lowe and Ben have had longevity in Bachelor Nation. But, like, A, as as fans of the show and participants in the Bachelor complex, do we even want the, that kind of longevity? Like, why is that good? Like, let's keep, the, let's I think, keep it moving. Keep, one, of the, one of the lessons <laughs> of Paradise this season is, like, let's keep this train going. Cycle through, people. You're in, you're out. Like, who knows what's going to happen? I was thinking about that in terms of people critiquing Colton for whether he's ready. And you were talking about this a little bit earlier. Yeah. I have no judgment on that anymore at this point when it comes to Bachelor Nation. Because, yeah, look at Becca. She was engaged to Ari. Whiplash moment. Now we're engaged to Garrett. Here's the thing. We can't compare our knowledge of how relationships move to how relationships move for people living in this world. Yeah. The average fan has never gone into a house, had their phone, their books, their family, their friends, their TV, every type of media taken from them to only focus on analyzing themselves and their relationships. <laughs> it's crazy. I th- it sounds like, crazy, but also, like, I'm, I feel like I would, I would like, like that. I would thrive I would, that. I really would. <laughs> um, actually, this is a good segue to, like, let's actually just talk about Paradise, because I haven't done that in a while. Last week, Ashley and Jared were here, which was great. So much shit has gone down. Like, just this week alone, there's been five hours of Paradise. Um, I, I don't even, like, know where to begin, so we're just going to do some rapid fire, like, hit the, big, hit the big topics. Rapid fire, just like they're rapid firing through each other. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, number one, I, for some reason, Eric Bigger has never been on this show, and then finally this week he got his he time was on to shine. This, he was on this and show. This, this, I want to talk about him first because it connects to what you are just saying, is, like, there's such a, like, a, a warped sense of time and, like, emotional stakes. When Eric said he was leaving Paradise— Everyone acted like Eric was dying, and he was, like, walking off to his own funeral. (laughs) No! They were so sad and, like, so downtrodden, and just, like, they seemed betrayed and hurt, and, like, just, like, everything they believed in, like, changed in that moment that Eric was like, I gotta go, because he basically messed up, like, a semi-good relationship for, like, probably because he was more attracted to the new woman. That was crazy. Eric is a perpetual friend to me. I cannot picture Eric in a relationship, period. I mean, even with Rachel Lindsay, remember, she was like, you're kind of like my brother, more like my friend. Yeah. And then I didn't really sense a whole lot of chemistry between him and Angela. No, they never spoke. That's why they weren't on the show. No, and then he's sitting there, he gave Cassie her rose, and then he sort of upset with her because she thought well I thought you were into me and he's like oh no no no. if I wasn't clear we're friends and I felt with both Angela and Cassie he threw everything back on them as if they weren't in it enough but he was really in it I I don't think Eric has any idea how to be in a relationship he definitely ranks in the top top tier of of low emotional uh, intelligence Mm -hmm. like he the way that he even talks about feelings like what the women relaying their conversations with him like he obviously is ill-equipped for a relationship 
But the thing is, he's everybody's friend. Like you just well, said, he must be so a great time because yeah. everyone was so <laughs> devastated when he was leaving. Eric should be like a party MC, you know, where he's just like at a bar mitzvah, getting run on the dance floor. He's like a hype man, grabbing yeah, grabbing yeah. all the moms, be like, yeah, let's get this party going. Mm-hmm. Like if if there's like a lull in a wedding and everyone is like a little bit too full from the meal before they're ready to start dancing again, like get Eric out there. He's gonna get the party going. Yeah, I just it, I see no sexuality in him either. Yeah, I I think that's true of a lot of these guys. Like, there's not a lot of like sexual energy, Mm-mm. which which brings me to Chris and Crystal, who are two complete whack jobs. <laughs> <laughs> like, those are two nutty nutty people. That conversation that they had about the status of their relationship and how they wanted to take it to the next step, I rewound it three times because I could not understand what they were saying. The words were like. We just, we've got to get to that next level. And yeah, I'm here and you're there. And here we are. And it's about going. And I know you want to be there with me. And there we're going to be. If your declaration of love can be derailed by the appearance of a raccoon, you've got some problems. (laughs) It's They just so both want to be like loved and held, I think, that that it just really works for them. And maybe like, maybe that's a delusion they can buy into for a while and it'll work for them. I actually think they have like more chemistry and sexual energy than most of the couples. They're much more touchy-feely with each other, which is mind-boggling to me because all my love to him, but I could not find him less attractive. Um, All your love to him, (laughs) why? I find him really unhinged. I think that there's something like, like... I don't know what's going on. In you his know head. what? I say all my love to him because I like Crystal and okay. I want I do Crystal, like Crystal to be as happy. Well. Mm-hmm. Crystal is also really hot. I'm just like, wow, oh. she looks amazing Her in every scene. Body is sick. And have you noticed that they both are doing um, Progress Mondays on Instagram? No, I haven't. Yeah, they both post Progress Monday videos oh, about their bods. It's interesting, isn't it? Oh, Crystal's Instagram is um, a really like a good place to waste about thirty minutes as you as you read her captions. Sure, glitter she, gang. She also has a very liberal use of quotation marks, um, <laughs> and she her captions are really long. She's like kind of a leader in the long caption space where you have to hit the more, and then you like you're like then you scroll. It's like and that's it's like two, thirty minutes, two or three swipes. Yeah, it's like one Instagram is a like good ten minutes, so you're like thirty minutes of a lap and you made it through three pictures from Crystal's profile. I mean, it's not—it's a, it's a wasteland. Don't go there if you're busy that day, on a certain day because you might not come back. We're not busy. We're watching five hours of Paradise a week. Five hours. Five hours. It's, it's, well, this week was just really too much. And it, it, it makes you forget about like some of the bigger drama. Like Kendall and Joe are so deep in it with each other. Are they still together? They must be. I mean, I can't say, but I think we've seen him visiting L.A. quite a lot. Yeah, I'll say that. They've still got to be together. <laughs> um, they they came together over this one, like, you know, over, like, probably after the first 10 days, I assume, was when a lot of the Leo stuff happened, I, I think, just based on timing and whatnot. And the Leo stuff is, like, in the rearview mirror, and that was probably, like, one of the most dramatic things that's, like, ever happened on the show, where Leo and, and and Joe almost fought each other, and he was just a raging asshole and just, like, a mean guy with, like, a loose sense of, of truth and reality. And I'm kind of glad that's in the rearview mirror because that's the kind of shit that I just don't want the show to, like, traffic in. Like, Leo is an abjectly bad guy. I don't, even, I don't need to know if any of the allegations about him are true or not. His behavior indicates that he is, like, selfish and hurtful, and a dick. And why is he on this show? Like, why do we, uh, you know, I, I just, I want Colton to be the bachelor because I think it'll be dramatic and silly. But Leo is a different kind of asshole that, like, I actually don't want to have on the show. He, it's not that he has, like, um, emotional baggage or, like, an, uh, can't access his feelings properly. He's just a dick. What I will say is, 
I mean, the stuff that Becca Martinez brought up, set that aside for a second only yeah. because if you compared Leo on The Bachelorette to the Leo we saw in Paradise, I never would have seen that coming. No, never. Uh, it's like, what? I, I felt like he was a totally different person. Well, that's because we didn't really see him on The Bachelorette. But we, he did get that one-on-one with Becca. I mean, he was—and the thing is, we didn't see him on The Bachelorette because he wasn't causing— crazy drama like that with the guys, you know? He really wasn't this, for being an imposing physical type, he wasn't getting in fights with people like he suddenly did on Paradise. He was pretty chill. He was kind of the comedic relief. Remember, he'd do the side eyes to the camera. Very different person. I think— Makes you wonder how much drinking played into that. mm, Well, I also think he's an actor, Mm. you know? And I think that maybe he dug in a little bit in Paradise and maybe he wanted to create some stuff um, and he was bored. God, people get bored on that beach they really do I don't think I would I actually think the paradise I think I was thinking about as I watched last night I think I would thrive no it's the smallest beach well you also can't swim in the ocean there right I mean you can get in a little bit it's like like a danger it's like like the tides are too strong there or something like that uh, you know can't vouch for the tides I'll just say it's a small beach the resort while pretty is much smaller than it looks on the show it doesn't look big I believe that there's like nowhere to go that's why I felt like when Evan and Carly and Jaden Tanner came back and they were auctioning off this date you, Jordan and Jenna were like we want to get off the beach everybody just wanted to go somewhere yeah they want to get out of there <laughs> yeah. I get it I've, I've been to like that area of Mexico mm-hmm. and the, like there's like a lot of like small coves and they're like and it's either like you're in the heart of Puerto Vallarta, which is like a long strip, or it's like small cove beaches that like aren't very long. Because on Bachelor and Bachelorette, you're potentially traveling. You're going out on a group date that's an activity, et cetera. In Paradise, you are on that beach. I just think that now they're close to the end. I'm like, oh, this is like camp. Like, I get it. Everyone's like, I want to get out. But mm-hmm. like, you also are so comfortable with each other. I was like, I was just like, this looks great. I would, I would thrive here in Paradise. Isn't it feeling weird how they're bringing people in at this point? I don't know the point of that is I except to like to cause chaos but it's not really working like but, shoe is not like fun no drama. the thing is the chaos doesn't feel enjoyable or grounded because some of the couples are so far along you have people saying i love you and then you have this girl coming in and just being like who's it who's who's single yeah. <laughs> a lot of people are really not single and it feels weird the break that, that reminds me of co- the you said couples who are far along that reminds me the breakout star astrid i mean she's the winner of paradise in my opinion is she yeah i mean she, we finally get to see she's got a great personality mm-hmm. and Ra- she's really close to rachel Lindsay. and rachel was in here a few weeks ago two months ago and she was like yeah you're gonna see that my girl astrid's like really awesome and she's right astrid does seem great and like fairly normal and I think that's the thing. She's totally normal, and it makes her totally likable. She's been a little bit the narrator. Yeah, she's it's great. The last couple of weeks in particular. Yeah, I think if she hadn't gotten in a relationship like this, I think we wouldn't have because she's not going to be the type to you know again cause a scene or anything. But her and Kevin being so strong, we've really seen her. Yeah, I interviewed her during Rachel Lindsay season, um, and. Oh, God, I think it was Astrid. She accidentally spoiled it. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) But I liked her so much. She's, like, she's a normal job. She's smart. Gorgeous. I mean, gorgeous. Do you like her and Kevin together? Uh, Yeah. I really like him. Um... Probably, if if Astrid's the breakout star line of the of this Paradise season has, was when Kevin was like, I'm a big part of Ashley's uh, dating history. Let's leave it at that. And I was like, Kevin, we all know what you mean, man. He has had at least one little dig per episode. Um, I feel for him, kind of. Many of my colleagues were like, it was so wrong that she got engaged in front of him. And I'm like, was it? I mean, they weren't together that long. Let's move on. They were, yeah, as I said, a generous three months. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it seems like it's a bigger deal to him that he took her virginity than it is to her. Like, it just seems like she's like, okay, moving on. And he seems a lot more like, it was me. I was the one who did it. Um, And that's also awkward. I can understand why she's just like, I don't really want to, like, keep litigating this with you. And like, he just feels jilted. I guess. Yeah. I sometimes feel like with guys like that, they've never really been broken up with. So when it happens, they're just like, they don't know how to cope. They're just like, it's sort of, sort of, it's just not a position he's familiar with. He's just, he doesn't really know how to deal with it. But it seems like he found love with Astrid. But if I, Astrid, when he was upset about Ashley, was like, it's so hard seeing Kevin like upset and like down. How big of a person was she in that moment, I was like, damn, she just must be like the most confident woman in the world that she wasn't upset that he was upset. She was... I, I was like, I literally was watching thinking, I would not have said that. No. <laughs> I was impressed, but I also was like, cool. That this is like, she's a cool chick. I should, I, I should aspire to be like we that. We should all take a page from Astrid's book. What did Kevin call her? He said, like, you're my brightest star or something, something like that. Like that yeah. He's really into her. He like made the fake date for her on the beach. Mm-hmm. And that was cute. I, I like them. I only, the only reason I hope they don't couple up is because I would have liked to keep him in the rotation of, of appearing on various Bachelor shows, but. You know, good for him. That's nice. See, I do love Astrid, but I have to say I disagree with you on Breakout Star because for me, I cannot get enough of Jordan. Oh. I cannot get enough. And I loved him on Bachelorette, but I I like him way more in Paradise. him on Paradise. Yeah. When he was comforting Jenna because she was upset that people were breaking up, and he was just telling her, I'm not Colton. You're not Tia. I love you. That's not us. No, I care about you so much. You're everything to me. I was just like— He's just being completely telling her everything she needs to hear, even though she's being completely irrational. I guess, but he the way he said it was so robotic. It was like from a script. Like it's like someone told him what to say. I did not feel that way. You thought that? I didn't yeah. think that. I thought that it was so. Uh, she's kooky, man. She's coo- she's kooky. I mean, he uh, he. To call him kooky would be an understatement. I don't even know how to describe but him. But I think he's so smart. He would be a good bartender. He should take over for Wells next season. The stuff that he says, the thing is, okay, we might that's a breakup line, or maybe producer suggested that line. He says too many things too often. Oh, yeah. He's coming up with this stuff. I, I agree. I agree with you. I didn't mean to say like oh, yeah. he actually was given a script of what to say to Jenna. Mm-hmm. I just felt like he had no emotion behind it. And I Oh yeah. I just think he's like there for for laughs and for fun and like is also probably happy to have met Jenna but <laughs> he's just so inauthentic to me and like that's really? okay that's okay but I do I do find him funny I think he'd be a good bartender but to, to your point about like how boring it is Wells and Yuki they've mm. got to be so bored <laughs> Do they get to leave? Like, what's the deal? I can't believe. Yes, I think Wells has told me before he's not, like, there all day long. I really want him to come on this podcast. I got to try to get him. I can't believe that they are not trashed. If you're just sitting behind a bar all day, I mean, I would make a drink, take a drink. And totally. Gone. I also would eat a lot. Oh yeah, I like seeing them eat in general. If I were, but if I were Wells or Yuki, I'd just be shoving like rice and beans into my face. I was thinking about the food thing because Olivia and John were eating something, and I couldn't figure out what it was. The food on Paradise is so weird to me. Like they're on the beach. I can't imagine they have the most up-to-date kitchen appliances. When David made that cake for Jenna for her birthday, I was like, what is this cake? It's such a weird cake. They're just always eating this weird food, that pile of sweaty hot dogs that Tia and Colton had. Disgusting. (laughs) How come no one's ever bloated, you know? Yeah. You're drinking all day, and then I don't think they're having, like, a paleo diet, and I'm just confused. Everyone looks so good all the time. No one's hair is that 
Is that poofy? I cannot believe the hair this season. It looks amazing. Angela's hair. I've tweeted her about this. Did she respond? Her hair, yes. I've, <laughs> I have her phone number. Now we're going to get on the phone about it. Oh, great. Her hair <laughs> is so smooth, so frizz-free. When I went down there, my I, my hair multiplied 10 times in size from the humidity. It is unbelievable what that woman has accomplished. When I, when I go to Santa Monica, my hair multiplies yeah. 20 times in humidity. How In the tropics of Mexico, I mean, I don't get it. Her hair is the reason that I will defend her against this Eric thing from here until the end of time. I'm on Angela's side. I mean, I am too. He botched that. But that that's just to say, I think that also as they get so deep into it, the real relationships, like— that those probably do pressure the people who are in fake ones to be like, shit, I'm not, this isn't really like right. Or mm-hmm. I see everyone else's. I don't know. Eric's just probably emotionally unstable. And that's fine. Not everyone, <laughs> not everyone needs to be perfectly emotionally stable, you know? Is there someone who has not found someone or who has gone off the show who you wanted to find somebody on Paradise? Um, That's a good question. I, opposite. I'm surprised John is still there. He must be like such like a weird specimen to all of them. This is my theory about John and it's pretty mean, but I'm going to go with it as a fellow nerd. I think it's okay. I feel like John is like a novelty to everyone on this show because he is like, has a really, really substantial career. He's got really impressive achievements. He's obviously loaded. And he's also like with the right styling, as we're seeing, handsome, but he's ultimately just, like, such a tech nerd that to all of these, like, very beautiful, less accomplished people, he's, like, a total novelty. And I I think that's why he's getting so much traction. And that's, like, a really mean thing to say, but I think it's true. That's my honest opinion on John. Oh, you've heard, I think Jubilee said, I've never seen abs like that in a program. (laughs) Yeah. And so he's just, like, He's just a total novelty, and and he's almost like a, like a toy for all of them. Like, oh, this guy. At this point, I'm really also lost in the logistics of it all. I'm like, what rose ceremony are we on? Who's here now? How many men and women? How it's- often do they even have a rose ceremony? Yeah, no. The, the, the logistics of Paradise Well Put is just completely um, unacceptable. Cluster. I have yeah. no idea. I cannot figure out why no one's into Chelsea. I think Chelsea seems like a bad person based on what she did oh. to Annalise. I think Chelsea is also smoking hot. I think she looks smoking looks hot. great in Paris. Stunning. The women are so much more attractive than the men. It's like not even close. Uh-huh. Um, ain't it always a truth? Um, <laughs> Can we get to break? When uh, they started bringing more, when like Chris and all these other women came out, I was just thinking, are you kidding me? First of all, every woman on this beach is already beautiful, and now we're adding more women into the mix. Like this is not fair. I think Chelsea just seems like not a great person. I think what she did to Annalise was really fucked up. I think she's like kind of two faced, and I also it seemed like she's just really clinical about like wanting to stay and not and and she's like yeah I really want to find love, but I don't know if I believe that she hasn't like really pursued anyone except for the sake of, of getting a rose to stay. Interesting. Sometimes I find that there's so much footage of Paradise to watch. I, I think I miss large things. Maybe I missed something about Chelsea. I'm, gonna, I'm not well, going to go back and watch. <laughs> no, don't don't go back. Can you even remember what happened on the first episode of Paradise? Like, it's hard to remember who was there the whole time. The whole thing is such a— No, we're in a fog. It's crazy. There's just been so much. It's come so fast and furious. It's wild. You tweeted about something that I wanted to ask you. You noticed that the, the preview footage for the reunion show— Oh, yeah. —used some Winter Games footage mm-hmm. and maybe some Mentel All footage. Uncouth. I was wondering if perhaps they didn't— film it in time well 
they've started to do this thing, or maybe not started, but often it's done where, you know, they'll they'll tease that the tell-all's coming, but you'll just see footage from the season, right? right? And you're like, okay, well, okay, I get it. You, you, you don't want to show us the footage of that yet. Like, Chris Harrison will be standing there introducing men tell-all, and then it's just footage from the season. But this time, so I had a bunch of people text me and be like, who gets engaged at the tell-all? What, what? I'm like, what are you talking about? And yeah, then I went and looked, and Bibiana was in a red dress hugging Yuki, and Kevin was in the black shirt. It was footage from the Winter Games tell-all that right. they used for the promo. And I find that to be misleading and unacceptable. I forgot about Bibiana, by the way. I saw her on Nick's Instagram yesterday, and I was like, she was in paradise, wasn't she? I like her. I did, too. Why can't she find love? Mm. Chris she, Harrison told me she was the one he wanted to find love, and then she never did. She's She seems like a fun time. Mm-hmm. Everyone's really into Kendall and Joe, speaking of fun time. And I find both of them to be, like, totally uninteresting. Like, I'm happy for them, and I'm so glad he's not Bachelor. But, like, I don't really get it with him. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. But he's, like, totally, like, he just seems like a, like, not that exciting. Oh, yeah. I felt like there were people still holding out for him to be Bachelor. You guys, I think he is fun and sweet. He would not have been a good Bachelor. No, he, he doesn't know how to talk to the he camera. He can't give an interview. Yeah. <laughs> no way. No. Absolutely not. Um, so I, I was wondering if because of the, the last minute Colton decision, how how much it came down to the wire, they had to wait to tape that reunion show. Uh, no, that when we taped it uh, last week. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's so all good. Were Colton and Tia there? I can't say. Okay. <laughs> okay. But it was Fair taped. Enough. And um, it was it, it was great. Everybody watch it. Super fun. Super uh, intense moments. Big fan. I don't know why they Hmm. didn't show a little bit of footage from it. I'm not sure. Or even, again, just mix up, like, footage of this season of Paradise instead of showing Winter Games tell-all footage. It was weird. Yeah, that definitely is a weird one. Mm -hmm. Um, What's, like, your biggest takeaway from Paradise? Like, if you're just like, wow, this season I'll always remember. Because when Ashley and Jared came in last week, they were going over, like, oh, yeah, in season two this happened, and in season three this happened. So season three was, like, with him and Kayla. Mm-hmm. And season two was, like, when they first met. So, like, what do you think will be, like, the lasting image of, of this paradise? I think this paradise is all about the turnaround. Mm-hmm. I think everybody was open, truly, and they all kept saying that, to just cycling through other people. Nobody was judging that too hard um, except – for people who didn't get it. And that's what I'll remember about this season, just a high turnover rate. I also, I, I love the these final few couple like Jordan, Jenna, Kevin, Astrid, and um, Kendall and Joe. They're, they're all fun and solid to me. I feel good about all of them. I do too. I'm like, I'm like happy for them. I, yeah. I hope things go well, stay, stay together, lasting. I, I agree that like this season was really good because there weren't, couples until basically this week like they really deferred kind of like the stasis that tends to take over for for quite a while my my biggest complaint is like i don't need jade and tanner and carly and evan to come back and and also like the thing about those couples returning that is like so silly is it gives chris harrison the opportunity to be like paradise can work and as i think you're seeing paradise is working he sounds like a cult leader trying to like convince people of a certain religion like this can work for you like he, he makes it seem like either like a self-help seminar for one month or some kind of like creepy we're all gonna drink kool-aid at the end of this and like hopefully we're in love it's it is very creepy i think that, that he should like be taken out of the mix chris harrison no offense <gasps> no offense Juliet. but like the way that his no. his like faux no. his faux 
um, like this is about love and this is a process. Like it doesn't work with it doesn't work at all. It's too dissonant, and it, it's I honestly find it creepy. Like the the two things that I was like, what? But you know, he about? doesn't write those lines. I know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm not saying it's his fault, but his role as Chris Harrison, the kind of arbiter of love, doesn't fit in Paradise. You know what? I would change his script, I guess. Uh, change the script, sure. But Why I, is Chris Harrison the only one like not having fun? The producers are having fun. Like The people are having fun. Chris Harrison's still stuck being like on this journey for love. It seems like he actually enjoys being on The Bachelor or Bachelorette more than Paradise. Interesting. I think that he has to play that role, though, to ground it a little bit. I think it—you know what I, I actually want to see? I mean, I know you do the TRTs. I want more of Chris Harrison. Mm-hmm. I really do because I think sometimes he comes in— like that conversation him and Ben had for Winter Games when Ben was crying, that was a good conversation. And I think that Ben would not have had that same reaction with somebody else. That's true because also he's known him for several years right. at this point. So I he think trusts that, him. Yeah, I think Chris Harrison is a very— at his core, a good interviewer, and he can be a really useful tool. I just don't think they're using him in the right ways. Okay, so you're going the opposite way. Keep Chris, but make it <laughs> more a better Chris. Role. Yes. What if he's the bartender and Wells is the host? No, I because well, well, you know what? And I don't know about this bartender thing. I mean, I, I think Wells is good in that. I, I actually didn't think we needed Yuki. No, well, no. It's not funny to me that she doesn't really speak English. And at this point, she's got to speak some English. Or what has she been doing for a month in America plus Winter Games time? you got to know a few more words. It's also just like most, not most, but like so many people around the world outside of America speak multiple languages. Right. And like barely Americans do. Like, you know, and I'm just like, why are we making fun of her? Like for not speaking, I don't know. I just like, it's like a weird like cultural non-exchange that I don't care for. It's I find it like pretty uncouth. I think Wells is fun. Like Wells is super funny and he's funny in that role. What I actually want to see is less of Chris Harrison walking in and saying something to the whole group. We don't need him explaining the logistics or saying, okay guys, we're going to go have a rose ceremony. We've got anymore. a date card. Right, like he doesn't need to do that. I actually want to see more one-on-one conversations with him and people when they're really, like I would have liked to see a one-on-one conversation with Chris Harrison and Annalise instead of him walking into the room and being like, Annalise, how you doing? She was like, I'm good. I was yeah. like, boo, you not good. Or like, what about if you want to leave early, like out Outside of a rose ceremony, you have to, like, go to Chris Harrison, and he has to, like, give his approval. Yeah. Like, it's sort of like, to get out, you have to talk to Chris. Yeah. It comes with, like, a a heavy toll. To leave early, you must discuss with Chris Harrison on camera and bare your soul. (laughs) Yeah. They should have, like, I don't like Are You the One, but they should have, like, a truth booth where it's, like, this is is the truth zone. We're going to talk about feelings. We're going to talk about how how you're thinking. Mm -hmm. And hopefully it's, like, a hot room to get everyone to break down. Yeah, and just just some ideas. A hot room to break down. <laughs> <laughs> Make people uncomfortable is what I'm saying. Yeah, I just think I think there's a lot there. Uh, that's what I'm here for, truly. Seriously. Um, Lauren, thank you so much as always. Tell us where to find you. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm at Lauren Zima on Instagram and on Twitter and love talking about The Bachelor, so message me anytime. Awesome. Thanks, Lauren. Thank you. Thanks to David Shoemaker and thanks to all of you for listening. I will be back with a final Paradise episode next week. 